You may be familiar with the idea of the Panopticon. The Panopticon is a building designed by the British philosopher Jeremy Bentham. But it's not just any building design. It is a design for a prison. It is a large open room with cells along the edges of the room and a guard post at the center of the room. What this means is that no single prisoner knows whether or not they're being watched at any given time. And it allows the guard in the guard tower to be able to watch any prisoner at any given time. So this means that the prisoners end up acting in such a way that they're constantly being watched because they don't know whether or not they're being watched. The idea being that this is going to lead them to do more of what the prison guards want, give them, uh, make them more docile, uh, make them act in a less shady way because, hey, you could be watched by the prison guard at any given time. You can see that this is something that can be used in a lot of analogies. The Panopticon has been used in a lot of analogies for really any kind of system in which people are incentivized to act in ways that they wouldn't otherwise act unless they were being watched. And you probably know that if you're being watched by somebody, you're going to act in a different way than if you're not being watched. And it depends on who that person is. If it's the person you're trying to court or if it's your lover, then you're going to act in one way. If it's your parents, you might act in another way. If it's some sort of society's uh, authority figure, you're going to act in a totally different way. And the other thing about the Panopticon is the omniscience of it or the omnipresence of it, the idea that you're always being watched or you may always be watched. So, school is the panopticon for the child's life. What does this mean? The child is somebody who goes to school and they're constantly being watched while they're there, right? This is a place where they always have some sort of supervision. Now, a lot of that supervision is at least said to be for their own good, for their own interests. The people who watch them care about children. They want to help children. They want to be around them. But the child is constantly being watched. In fact, it's very unusual when you are a child, if you remember, to be in part of the school, except maybe the bathroom where you're not being watched, whether that's by security camera, by uh, hall monitor, uh, study hall monitor, recess monitor. The idea that there was ever some place on the playground that you could get out, out to where the playground monitor could not see you was, oh, that was, that was the place you don't go, right? <laughs> But this idea extends beyond the classroom. This idea extends into family hours with extracurricular activities bleeding into more and more of the day of the average child's uh, life and into even the time at home with homework bleeding further and further in. The idea that teachers and school officials can get an idea of what the home life is like based on the student's performance of their homework or whether or not they do their homework allows for them to make rather broad but rather cutting social assumptions about the family. This means that the school actually extends its control well, well, well past the school doors. So the school is then able to make certain decisions, make certain inferences, make certain uh, ideas, true or not, about whether or not the child is living out a certain kind of life. And then they're able to adjust it for when the child is in the school. Eventually, over time, what this results in is children know, they're not, they're not stupid, children know that they're being watched in some, some kind of capacity. So you will have children who they have a very strong preference. Maybe it's natural, maybe it's uh, 
trained into them by their families, but they have a very strong preference for doing well. They have a very strong reference for doing things. So these children do traditionally probably are not particularly great students because school gets in the way of doing certain kinds of things. But eventually they realize, ah, if I do well at these things, I'm either going to be left alone or I'm going to receive approbation or both of these things. So if I do well at school, then I might as well as do that because it's going to mean considerable pleasure and not that much pain. I'm going to be able to avoid the pain of having to go to remedial classes. I'm going to avoid the pain of having to stay late after school. I'm going to avoid the pain of detention, whatever. And then they start to kowtow to the school's desires. So you'll find people who otherwise probably would be fairly bullheaded becoming very, very good students because they know they're being watched, because they know that they are being added into the system where the more and more that they deviate from the system, the more and more pain they're actually going to bring onto themselves until they're 16, 17, 18 years old. And this doesn't have, I, I don't need to use a, a, a weird 18th century prison analogy <laughs> to make this point. If you have ever been told that this goes on your permanent record, then you know exactly the feeling I'm talking about. The idea that there is this record, this, this document somewhere that follows you from the time you hit pre-K, kindergarten, until the time you graduate. That allows the school to have leverage over you. So anytime you think like, okay, this is a one-off kind of game. Yeah, I, I might be able to make my way out of this and burn a bridge, but it's not a bridge I really need to go back over. The school is able to tell you, nope, this bridge is going to follow you until you graduate. And then you change your behavior based on that. And it's interesting to take a look at the kinds of people who respond to something like this better than others. These are often the people who are much more decisive. These are often the people who are much more the uh, overachievers. And these overachievers either perform very, very well in school or not at all. And often if they perform very well, it's only after some sort of period where they realize, ah, this is the game that is being played. So next time that you're thinking about, wow, how can I get this person to change their behavior? Or wow, how has a student changed their behavior so quickly? Realize the incentives at play if they're being watched. Realize that their behavior when they're being watched might be different than their behavior when they're not being watched. And they might kowtow that behavior based on whether or not they're being watched.